This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, this weekend in college football, I'm so excited about bowl season. I love this time of year. And we get what I think is a rivalry that over time has not been given the credit, the full credit that it deserves. Army-Navy is one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. And I know when you see a 5-16 and six team versus a 5-16, and six team, you think, uh, boring. This is Army-Navy. It's always special. Army is laying two and a half points. Army is minus 145. Navy is plus 120. And the total is set at 28. 28. An Army victory would give them the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. A Navy win would ensure that Air Force keeps the trophy. So would you bet, will you bet, on Army-Navy this weekend? Hell no, I'm not, because I remember last huh. year. Remember last year, the gambling world all was talking about Army-Navy because it hit in the under between these two teams in 16 straight matchups. Mm. Uh, so I got suckered into taking the under. Did it hit? Absolutely not. Uh, I watched this game, and it was, you know, as expected, but still hit the over. When totals are this low... You know, you've got to bite your fingernails the entire time because last year, total was set at 32. It finished 20 to 17, despite Navy only having four pass attempts. Army threw it 12 times. So it's not like this was a wide open game. It's just when these totals are so low, you know, that's the risk you're taking. I think, I wish there was a cross bet. Which game is going to be higher scoring, Army, Navy, or Steelers, Patriots? You got to guess there. I'd go Army Navy. And I wonder what the fork. I'll tell you one thing we got to look at. Great question, by the way. I'm like, oh, Chelsea, you're killing me with this, like a knife to the chest. Ooh, which one will go lower? Which game will be worse? At least with Army Navy, you get the pageantry of the cadets and the midshipmen and the neutral site and also the rivalry. When you're talking about Patriots, Steelers, I mean, <laughs> the pageantry. You no, know, the pageantry. Mac Jones oh, screaming at oh, somebody on the sidelines. Screaming. Is that a new hole on Bill Belichick's sweatshirt? I think that's new. I think that, that the hole in the shoulder has gotten larger. You know, what do you uh who cares? Uh, I'm watching Army Navy. I will watch that game on set. I'm going under. I'm going under. Why not? I'm gonna make this a part of my pick six out of funsies. Well, here's the thing. This is the one bowl game where we don't have to worry about players opting out, right? And we don't have to worry about the motivation. Yeah. Like, I guess you won't say that about the college football playoff teams. But other than that, like, look at the transfer portal yesterday. Didn't 500 guys enter the transfer portal? (laughs) Which is wild. I just imagine when they say that, I imagine like a scene from, I don't know if you remember the show The Leftovers, but it was when like these souls left their body and like went to heaven. I, I imagine 500 football players and their souls are just leaving to enter the transfer portal. Uh, don't know why I thought of that, but still, like this is one thing in this game that you can pin down and say all of these players will be ready to go, all of them will mm-hmm. be motivated, and not a single one will be opting out because they got to stay. Like they have to stay at the school. Yes. Well, <laughs> right? I know, and part of the issue for teams that are playing for the title is that you've got guys who are ready to get in the portal right now, but they're like, well, I got to wait because I want to finish this thing out. I have a chance to win a a championship here or at least get a huge bowl win. So for the teams that are sitting there in the college football playoff, 
I mean, I know Texas has players that are going to jump in. Same thing with Michigan, you know, all of these teams, and yet they're waiting because they still want to find a way to win the title. Can't blame them for that, but it's going to just get even worse. That's the one thing I will say about college football that I'm not crazy about. Following the portal transfers of the guys going from one team to another, like, it's so difficult to keep up. Like, DJ Ui Angalale is another guy who might go to the NFL, might go to the portal. Just guys just bump all over the place, and by the time they're done, a guy's been at, like, five different schools. Yeah, can you imagine being like a high school quarterback and being like, can this guy leave already? Like, can you give the rest of us a chance before you're letting some 27-year-old quarterback sling it around in college? So I don't know what the future holds for college football, but it is very confusing, I think, for fans. Like, I do believe players should be paid, and it almost does feel like free agency. But even in the NFL, like, there's stipulations. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're on your rookie deal, you can't just be like, nah, I don't really like it here. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if it means that when it comes to these kids, we're going to have to start having contracts. Because when this type of money is involved, you think that there would be contracts. You would think. At some point, something is going to have to change. I don't know if it's going to be congressional oversight, whatever it is. State law, state lawmakers might get involved and put some sort of cap. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it right now it still is the Wild West, so there's no real solution, at least in the foreseeable future. At some point, I think it will be regulated. Chelsea, let's talk about some of the big bowl games coming up on New Year's Day, starting with the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Michigan. Michigan is laying a point and a half. Michigan is minus 120 in the money line. Bama is even money. The total is up from 45 and a half to 46 and a half. This open Michigan laying two and a half points. Money immediately came in on Alabama. Is Alabama the side here or are people just getting way too caught up in recency bias because they beat Georgia? Yeah, I have trouble with this one. This is the game that I don't know if I can pick a winner. Um, we will see how this line moves because honestly, were you surprised to see how short this line was when it opened for a team that is the number one team in the land? And I know the books don't really care about the rankings, but still Michigan's undefeated. We've seen how dominant their offensive line has been, even against some of the best defensive lines in the country. So when this line opened, I thought we were going to get more points with Alabama. I was ready to bet on Alabama, say, oh, Alabama getting three, give me the tide. But at this line, one and a half, like, I don't know. I you basically don't... need Alabama to win outright, and I just don't know. Because just two games ago, uh, or a game before the SEC championship, Alabama was having trouble with Auburn, a team that yeah. lost to New Mexico State. I realize that is a rivalry game, and that kind of went into my handicap of the SEC championship game. But still, uh, this is an Alabama team that they are very good, but so is Michigan. So I just go back and forth. Alabama was a miracle fourth and 31, a 1% play from not even being considered here. And look, that's just one game. You take the totality of the season into account. I get that. I just feel like people are disrespecting Michigan. They're looking at Bama. I think the handicap for a lot of people has been, oh, my God, Bama just beat Georgia. They're an SEC champion. Michigan's been cheating. Michigan is the number one team in the playoff for a reason. They have beaten all comers. They are dominant on both lines of scrimmage. I'm going to be on Michigan here. People 
are not buying into the fact that the Wolverines are the number one team in the country for a reason. And I think they see Bama beating Georgia, and they think Bama's back. Bama's great, but they're not Michigan. I'm going to be on the Wolverines. Sugar Bowl. Number three, Texas. Number two, Washington. Texas is laying four and a half points. I can't believe this. Texas minus 200. Washington plus 165. Total is set at 64 and a half. This line open. Texas minus three and a half. Money coming in on the horns. And Chelsea, we know I'm a huge Texas fan. I I think there's too many points. I think Washington, I think Washington's passing attack, as much as I love my horns, the Texas secondary can be beat. And they have, they will from time to time allow some explosive plays, not really turn around and play the ball, which you have to do. You get called for PI. That's been a real problem for the totality of the season. The best bet, I think, here is probably the over. The total is set at 64 and a half. Washington's defense is not great. And Texas can score points just like Washington. I think the over is the play, but I also think the Horns are laying too many points here. <sighs> this number almost seems like a dead number, though. Four and a half in a college game? Like in an NFL game, I would probably argue differently. But when the total yeah. is this high, four and a half, like I kind of hate it. Uh, I would lean towards the points here because I have had to sit and listen to you talk about Texas football the entire season. And what I've picked <laughs> up is that Texas is very good against the run. But when it comes to the pass, they can be had, yep. at least in the middle mm -hmm. of the field. So what's the sure. other best passing attack and quarterback that Texas has faced. Has it been Oklahoma? Would you yeah. say? Like, I don't see Alabama's really a passing, like, obviously they throw it, but, you know, yeah. Jalen Miller is a dual threat guy. Do you think it's Oklahoma? I think it's Oklahoma, and Oklahoma passed all over Texas. Now, I will also say that Texas, in the second half of the season, the past two or three games, adjusted their pass defense and played more press coverage, which made them better. But they still have some busted plays. I, I just feel like, as good as Michael Penix Jr. is, and he has a month to prepare against his Texas secondary, maybe the opposite is true as well, where, where Texas will figure it out. But I, I was stunned to see. I thought Texas would be a short dog to Washington. So this is a line that doesn't make any sense to me, and money is coming on the horns. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but as much as I love Texas, I think Washington is the play, and I kind of like them outright. I hate saying that, but that's how I feel. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.